Hey guys, welcome to episode 12, Let's Figure It Out. Today we're talking about situational awareness, uh, weird and wacky shit that you may or may not have eaten. Um, would you survive by yourself if the zombie apocalypse happened? Would you choose to be with your friends or would you choose to <laughs> run it out alone? So yeah, sit back and enjoy, have some fun um, and catch us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter face, Facebook, everything, everything. we're Everywhere. out there, have we're a look on Spotify, so yeah. Reach out, give us uh, something that you'd like to talk about, and we'll be there to figure it out. See ya. Figure it out. So it's basically three words, but we are going to treat it as if it's one word, because that's how you say it. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Man, welcome back. We're welcome here again. Welcome back once again. How's your day been? Yeah, fantastic. Went out there and hacked the crap out oh, of a golf course. Nice. Killed, killed some worms. What'd you get... shoot? What was the number? Sorry, I assume. <laughs> snake. Yeah, <it's> snake. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was a day better off if I was drawing a picture rather than writing down a score. It would have been a better day for drawing a picture. Yeah, right. Yeah, looked great. Score. Hmm. No. Yeah, right. Wouldn't you, wouldn't choose to. As long as you had fun, that's it was, all. It was always fun. Didn't have to use a shoe wedge once. Oh, it's <laughs> such a good, a wood, nice day for it. Not too hot, not, not too cold. Yeah, just. Oh, not, I would have probably been cold by the end of it. Yeah, Which play eighteen? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah. So we scramble, scramble through the last little bit, thinking, yeah, it's getting cold now. Temperatures yeah, yeah. dropping, but you can sense it. We're getting close to that little, maybe a, a twenty degree day might be not far away. That next week it's going to be warm again, isn't oh, it? Oh, stop it! I hope so. Praise God for the sun. It's going to be here before we know it. It's going to be yeah. too hot. I'm not. I'm not a winter person anyway. I don't. Oh, I yeah? don't no, I don't like winter. I love shorts, t-shirt. <sighs> you know, wearing a cap just so my bald I'm head sp- doesn't get burnt. I'm a spring guy. 22, 23, crisp morning suits me down to the ground. Anything hotter? I'm sweating. Yeah. There's just sweat in places. <laughs> yeah, it's. <sighs> you want? Why is why is there pause down there? Like, why is a sweat pause down in between your legs? It's just like, that's not know. fair. How many, how many toxins must we be designed to filter if we sweat on every, like if we have pores on yeah. every single inch of our body? Well, it's, a, it's, it's the largest organ we have. Yeah. It's this thing and it just, it gets the most wear and tear out of everything, you know, just from the time you're like it's about seven. It's the most resilient, isn't it? Oh. It's, a biz- it's a bizarre organ. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, you can literally stab me and I'll be all right. Yeah. It's, it's, it starts <laughs> off when you're a kid from sort of like, you know, your first friend smacks you in the arm and you just go, ah, Fuck! What was that for? Was, Ow. Have you ever had a bee sting before? What's a bee sting? Crap. Oh, Shit! Yeah. Camel bite. Camel bite. Oh, all those good things when you were a kid. Or the ruler. Flick the ruler. Oh, the two fingers in the in the, in the pit in of the, the arm. There. Oh. The crook of the arm. Oh, Jesus! Kids are monsters, man. They're bad. <laughs> so so bad. I was ne- I was never one of those. No. I was never a nasty kid. Oh, I probably was. You would have been, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, so via our work, our workplace, our normal workplace, just did this uh, this risk course. And uh, really interesting fact, the psychologist fellow's up there and he's carrying on about uh, risk-taking behaviours for children and how important it is that it grows like a certain part of the brain 
Yeah. It needs it to be there. It's also the part of the brain that controls emotion. So they reckon that when kids aren't, you know, like, uh, I mean, we've got like the cotton wool sort of society now and kids aren't, you know, like they were when you were young. It was even probably way more extreme than when I was young. Yeah. And it's just getting less and less. So that little part of the brain is not developing in children now. Yeah, well, the risk, the risk that they take now, are the risks are at catastrophic whereas before you know you, you jump off a roof you know yeah. and you could jump off a roof no worries you know whereas whereas now you know like they get on drugs and all of a sudden they're jumping off a five-story building you know trying to jump into a fucking pool it's just like what and you, and you look and you look on youtube all the time you're thinking what the actual fuck yeah before youtube eh? oh and i remember <laughs> i remember when i was younger i don't know why can't remember but Maybe it was maybe it coincided with the first jackass or something like that. Maybe so I was probably in my early teens. And uh, do you remember those? Those oh, they still have them. Those like kids' cars, those red ones, like they're about this high with the yellow roof. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheel your yeah, feet. yeah. Yeah, we put that on my mum's roof, and I rolled off of the roof in it into a tree like a big bush. Nice. Yeah. Pl- plastic and skin and just ground. Plastic, just plastic. You, just <laughs> you just hold on and you don't know, like you don't think, do you? You no. just like, oh, I'll just see what happens when I hit the gutter. It's yeah, <laughs> back yeah, just, oh, into the bush and it was like because I was big then, I had legs and arms and yeah. shit. Everything would have been, been like a fucking big rock spider coming out, bang! <laughs> just as yellow and red and arms and legs, just everything just going <laughs> down the road. bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is now, I mean, look, kids, kids now, I mean, parents understand risk a lot more. So they do, everyone does wrap their children up. No, nobody wants to see their children. You don't want to see them get hurt. No, no. That, but that's the problem though, is that sort of like then later in life when they take a ridiculous risk, you can look at them as a parent and just go, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's yeah. the dumbest thing about it. Just, well, I don't think it's because they haven't climbed one metre in a tree or three metres in a tree or watching uh, the... Uh, John Butler music video for Home, I believe it is. And he goes back to my old hood. He goes to Pinjarra and there's a spot on the river in Pinjarra. It's called Graveyards. And it's like it's it's like this swimming area. There's a big tree. There's a massive tree. And you climb up and, and when you're a kid, you sort of go up to the force, first fork and it goes off and it's probably about... Four metres, like it wouldn't be small, like mm-hmm. it's definitely big enough. And then you get right up to heaven, which is like maybe 10, 12 metres into, like into a river you can't mm. see in. Oh. And you just don't care. Just go yeah. up there and jump in. Just jump in, off you go. Even like to when we were teenagers, like, uh, oh, you know, when we... When we left high school, we uh, we went down the Margaret River, right of passage in Western Australia, yep. on levers. You either go north or south. We went south, and we found this this uh, bridge, and it was high, probably maybe fifteen meters. Like it's not wasn't small. Like it was a decent, so maybe twelve meters. You stand up on the top rail, and so we're like, all right, we'll just go feel for sticks. So we all went down to the water, swam into the middle. We're sort of just like, yep, swishing the arms hold your breath and go, go down. And back up. No, nah, there's nothing. It's all good. Like with it, like there's nothing a metre and a half oh, below. Yeah, where you can kick your feet around. Yeah. <laughs> for, for you, it's nearly two yeah, metres, but yeah. for everyone else, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And that was that was good enough. Sweet, jump off it all day. <laughs> oh, jeez. And and yet now there's there is no way that I would allow myself to jump no, into dark water. Yeah. See, because we're just we're conditioned, aren't we? We we just have more. Maybe it's just because we get more more information, more shit thrust upon us. You hear people diving in and breaking their back oh, and just stupid stuff. And we're just big wusses now. Yeah. We're, the thing, the things that you can't see, what's always going to get you mm. every time. That's that situational awareness. You yeah, know? yeah. And situational awareness, good topic for us to talk about today. You can run it in two different ways. You can run it in sort of, are you aware of the situation that you're in every day? The the people around you, the things that could have an impact on you, your environment and that sort of stuff. Are you situationally aware of sort of where the world is at? You know, but if you take it back to just where we are, you know, situationally, people people aren't aware anymore. No. You know, like the the new social medias and bits and pieces have desensitized people to being aware. Look, I've I've run I've run a lot of rape courses and bits and pieces over the years. And the my, my the best student that I ever had was a girl whose mother was raped in the main street of town. Okay. In the in the main street, in a shop in yeah, the middle right. of the day. Okay. So for her it was real. So her situational awareness of coming to this, you know, you know, into this self defense course was heightened. The best student I had, everything she did was with with aggression and violence because something had happened to her mum, and it was quite recent yes, too. And she was a fuel. yeah, that oh yeah, fuel for the fire, and she was just hyper aggressive with what she was doing. Well, you know, in that situation, she she now knew how serious she had to get because her mum said, oh, I, "I probably tried everything." But unfortunately, in that situation, there's a part of your brain that does get shut down unless you're trained. The, the fear or flight mechanism will or won't kick in depending yeah. on how you're geared. You know, so your situation where it's, how, do you, how safe do you feel at night? You know, sometimes when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you just feel uneasy. Or other times you could just be going down and going, nothing's wrong. Well, if you're walking down the street and nothing ever feels wrong, then your situational awareness is not clued in. Yeah, you should you should always feel that there is a possibility to be something. Yeah. You know, but when people when they go along, they bang their earphones in and they're just walking down eight nine looking o'clock at, at night, phone. looking at the phone. They got no idea. They got yeah. no idea if there's a car come along. You know, somebody's just going to go put, push the door open the way through, smack them through a fence or something stupid like that. You know, yeah, man, silly shit happens. Yeah, and that situational awareness, it even goes back to another step where you sort of say, well, who who around you are you are you the ones are your dodgy friends, the ones that you sort of say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, you, you dodgy, you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave, you wouldn't, you, like, you wouldn't leave your wallet, yeah, with fifty bucks poking out of it, yeah, there, you know, like just that sort of stuff, you know, what are you aware of in your own environment? Yeah, was, and that's that's a thing. So, getting back to that that fight or flight thing, do you think it's genetic or do you think it's trained? It's a little bit of both. Yep. It, it it definitely comes from you, from your parents to start with, or the people. Or the, it's or the an people, environment thing. It's an environment it? thing to start when with. you're a child. Yeah, but when, then you can pre. you can train that to get more heightened and you get more control over it because once you get in a, an adrenaline dump, it changes everything. Yeah, you know? really interesting, isn't it? When you when when that mechanism kicks in and all the cortisol cortisol mm-hmm. cortisone cortisol, yep, dumps. Uh, interesting fact is it pulls all your organs together. Closes all the space between your organs, so you've got a smaller critical mass and all these yeah. sort of things. The it's, body's function yeah, shuts crazy. down. To... Pumps more away from your brain into, you know, everything mm. else. Everything just it just turns all this off, and that's you know where you see people 
flip out or snap or yeah, and and then they stop and it's like, oh fuck, like what have yeah. I done? And that's yeah. and that's the bit where they. It's because they your learned. brain just goes, all right. Well, you don't need me anymore, so I'll just give all this extra power to your muscles and your yep, organs. Fire it all up. Yep. Lungs and all these sort of things. Let's just start the backup system, and I'll be back later. So. Yeah. And and that's where <laughs> that's why somebody like uh, Usain Bolt, that's why he can do the hundred in what he can, because he can shut down all the main parts. You know, and just go on that sheer adrenaline dump and just go. go. So nothing else needs to function other than his muscles. Yeah. Admittedly, he's got the genetics behind him as well. But that's the thing. What in in nine seconds, when all you got to think about is you start, step, 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 pump, step. step, and go. <laughs> yeah. The most natural instinct is just to go, and you don't have to think about anything. You don't have yeah. to think about breathing. You don't have to think about anything other than just one foot in front of the other as far and as long and as powerful as it can be. And in nine point something seconds, you're finished. And then all of a sudden you can start engaging the part of your brain and it just goes, do we just win? All the excitement kicks in after that, all that sort of thing. It's fucking nuts. It's experience, isn't it? It is. There's like a, you said, you you know, you've been so into your jujitsu, it just becomes, you know, that subconscious thought pattern. It's just... You feel that when you feel they're going to try and pass guard, or no, you're just going to start to wiggle and you're going to start to try and keep their leg down, control their leg, control their arms moving, all these sort of things. You're not going to pass guard. I'm going to hold you mm. here. I can feel you doing it. I, you know, I know what's coming. And you just like, it, but then if you were to explain it, as you see, like, um, like fight breakdowns is great. It's like, Okay, watch here. He's going to step back, and then it's like slow motion step back, and then he's going to roll the, roll the shoulder, and yeah. all these sort of things, and then it's like, all right, now let's watch it in in like in normal time, in, and it's like, yeah, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. In, instinct is instinct. Trained instinct is fantastic. Instinct by itself can lead you into a lot of trouble. Yeah, you know, especially. If you if you get an adrenaline dump at the wrong time and then you start you you will start the gas and then the panic starts to set in and then all of a sudden you know the brain doesn't act the way it should be that 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 rage factor then burns more energy and then all of a sudden it's just it literally is like a body collapse just about yeah. you know if if you don't know what to do with it we see it a lot with uh with uh amateur jiu-jitsu guys um they, you know like when you meet someone that's first training I mean I'm perfect example for it. You go in there, you see a guy your size, I'm a guy my size, and you're like, this guy's not going to throw me around. There's no fucking way he's going to throw me around. No way he's going to move you. No way. I'm way stronger. A minute in, when all my muscles are done. Yeah. (laughs) And you just deep breathing, let him wear himself out. Yep. That's what it is. You know, like that early part of learning jujitsu is just learning breathing and learning weight and and yeah no straight arms and you can pretty much survive for a minute or two <laughs> yep the the real the real tragedy is and this is the tragedy about all martial arts is that you could actually teach somebody to defend themselves and never have to do more than probably one class yep realistically you know yeah. the, there's it's that simple but if you want to have people come back and you want to teach them the bigger picture then you need them for, you know, 50, 200, 300,000 classes. That's yeah. just what you need. That's the reality of it. But literally, if somebody ever came to me and so I said, I just need to defend myself. And it's like, okay, it'll, it'll take me one day and I can get you to defend yourself, not against a trained killer, 
against an average person average who just wants to attack you and yep. take your wallet or you know just you know or, or try and try and hurt you what's your what what would be your advice in this like give me the Give me the blurb for that course. What would you teach in that situation? Well, as I said, the the, the, body, the body has like four main weaknesses. Yep. You can't see, you can't fight. Can't breathe, you can't fight. Can't that breathe, was you always can't, my favourite. Yeah, can't, can't breathe, breathe you can't, can't fight. That's it. And, unfo- <laughs> and, and uh, number three is genitalia in, uh, in, no matter who you are, yep. um, male or female, genitalia, you get whacked there. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It doesn't doesn't matter what it is. People will lose their breath, and you know, unless unless they're out on on drugs and stuff like that, where they're sort of like their their zone is a Even bit different. Then, but yeah, good it's nut shot. Good nut shot, and that's like, and if in the end, if you can't get a good nut shot, if they can't breathe, doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's, I mean, in, in my experience, that is most times where it's easiest to go to, and you know, it's the most effective. Oh yeah, if used you, to be really lucky with my arm length oh, you in kept, bouncing, or oh, just holding kept, people. Yeah, and and you know I can hold someone left and still bring the right in if I needed to, but it was always just arms length. Yeah, that was always my favourite go to was control the neck with the left. Yeah, have fun with the right. Have fun with the right. <laughs> Party time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you cup somebody uh, on the if you just cup somebody on one ear. Yeah, just flat hand, yeah. cup, cup them on the ear. Their balance goes out. I've seen actually somebody get a burst eardrum from that, and it was just a small, small clap, just bang, quick, quick slap, and you just you watch it. You watch the the lights just change in their face. I tell just you like, what, a slap is uh, that was that was rule number two that I learnt was, you know, went into went into security just throwing hands all the time. Oh, yeah. Always end up with busted hands. Mm. And then Palm watch, is so much better. Yeah, I'd watch watch the big big Samoan and Tongan fellas just slap people into the after. Oh, that's speaking of that. Have you seen that R- Russian slapping competition? I have. Jesus fuck! What is wrong with that country? Ah, fuck! My favorite is this oh. little guy, and he must have thought he was fucking champion of the world. He gets in there. He's about my size, and he, he's lining up and. He's big, big, big bubbers on the other side there. And, he's, and he gives him his full swing and he whacks him with just his fingers. Oh, and, wasted. And, and it just like... There's no like, oh, can I have another shot? No, that's it, yeah. And and the, and the guys looked at him and just gone, oh, no, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And this guy was a big guy. He probably, he probably maybe 280, something like that. Smack you out yep. of your body. But then what he did was he did him a solid and he... he Whacked him and got him again with the fingers, and oh. like he got him with the fingers, and it was just like, but he meant to. You could just tell. And then the next time the guys come back and got him, and you just see his head move, just like a quick switch to the right, and go, okay, yep, that was All a bit right, heavier. That was your fair one. Yep. And then he's reached across, <laughs> and he's just gone, him. bang, and the lights went out, and he's just like, three guys have caught him, and it's just like, this guy's like double his weight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, there's no way you're gonna survive. You know, the law of jiu-jitsu is sort of like, you know, if if skill if skill is equal, size and weight matter. Yeah. If skill if skill is unmatched, then size and weight have no difference. Yeah. And that's that's the philosophy of jiu-jitsu. We, there was a real funny thing was um we talk about <clears throat> excuse me. Um like control and like letting cuz you're in that situation your body's just tense and strong and when you, especially when you're like, uh, even if you're in half guard, letting your weight become heavy, 
Mm. Like, because you're laying on someone and you're trying to move and you're trying to whatever you're going for underhooks, overhooks, doesn't matter. When you're chest to chest, relaxing your chest and like being heavy on top of them. Mm. And I've, I've like rolled with guys your size and you, and you can feel them do it. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you're like 60 kilos. How can I not get a breath in at the moment? And it's just like, yeah, dead, that dead weight on your chest is yeah. scary. You can't breathe. You can't fight. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's and that's the problem with self defense classes. You know, like oh, it, it actually it is the problem with with a lot of martial arts who who get you to come for self defense. Self defense is is so simple, but the the problem is is controlling the issue when it happens. You know, and not getting the freak out. You know, there's been a lot of people. There's and look, we had a we had a lady who actually was uh, she was. I can't remember now if she was actually raped or she was attempted to rape and something happened. And she'd been doing jiu-jitsu for years. Okay. And she actually sort of said the system had let her down because she could. She felt helpless that she could do nothing. But the problem is once the panic had set in, she couldn't remember what to do. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is like, you know, nothing quite prepares you for when Well, there's somebody's... no simulation, is there? Like, I mean, you can no. roll all day long on a mat, even in comps. But yeah. until someone's like trying to actively like rape you, you and forget it. There's no geese anymore. There's no no. That's there's it. no soft mat. You're on the on the ground no. or whatever. You know. It's, and yeah. if, if you're not the kind of person that could withstand that first look, I mean, and that'll that'll go the same thing as as uh, bullying. You know, you talk about people when they when they bully. Gen- generally, it's always verbal. You know, and if you're somebody that doesn't mind a verbal altercation, well, you can you can get through it easy. But if the thing is, if, if you struggle with the concept of a verbal altercation and you really don't know how to go with it, like some people just go, look, I'm not interested in that sort of stuff. But if somebody starts raging on you and all of a sudden you have to take that step back, they then get empowered, they can see it's happening, and then it's easy for them to start coming in over the top and then you get more and more regressed and more and more regressed and then sometimes it's too far to come back from. Yeah. So, you know, somebody that gets in a situation where they're getting, you know, first of all, it starts being, you know, a verbal altercation, then it becomes physical. Yep. Well, if you're not trained to be to deal with all that emotion, well, then unfortunately you're always going to come out second best. It's very hard to, to, to get back on top. That's probably the only thing that training will actually teach you through adversity. You've got to actually find a way to fight your way back from in a situation from, from that, losing. That's to, not good. To, yeah, that's that's the greatest thing about jujitsu. You know, the the best thing about it is, is you you have to lose. You lose to win. You know, everyone that just goes out there and wins all the time doesn't understand you're about what jujitsu is. You? No, you're not learning. You have to lose heaps to get to the point where you don't lose anymore. And there has yeah. to be a reason for that. You know, so yeah, that's where your f- fear of flight mechanism. If it's trained well, there's nothing that you can't get out of. Yeah. But if it's trained poorly, it'll let you down, and then regardless of what you do in a martial art or what you've learned or what you think you know, it just will go to shit. Yeah, see, mine's shit. <laughs> 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 mine's really bad. Like, everything you just said is is me to a T. Mine is, you yell at me, I yell at you, you yell louder, I punch you. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it later. Yeah. Yep. And because, yeah, like that switch where my brain just goes, all right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like holding the door ready to it's go. It's ready, it's ready to go. As soon as there's a loud noise, it's like, all right, you ready? You ready? Hey, ready? Get... It's all you, but. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's real fun. Like maybe because I'm older now and, 
you know, a little bit more sensible. Um, it's funny looking back at like when my did time you get, in When did you get this sensible? Uh, just last week. <laughs> Yeah, just come it was, on. It was going cheap at Coles in with, with the mini products they're selling. <laughs> yeah, so um, I would think I'm a lot more sensible now anyway. Um, but, yeah, like seen a lot in the security industry, like, and we yeah. spoke about this before. Some people are made for it, some aren't. Mm. There's... I was never made for it. I was, I was able to do it. Because of my people skills, it got me. You think you could do it now? You think you could crush that industry now? Like, do you think you could start a security company now and and pick the right people? No, no. Too hard to pick the right people now. You 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 would struggle because violence is such an an easy thing. You know, people. There's a lot of people that that go into that industry because they they. It's not that they want to fight. Like you did. <laughs> you get paid for it. Paid for it. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that go into that that actually want to test themselves. But the thing is, they're testing themselves against people that are already intoxicated in more ways than one. Yep. And the results can be sort of like, you know, you're not practicing a skill. You're just practicing just being able to punch somebody, you know. And it's not even skillfully because half the time when you see something happen, it's usually two or three people. And they're just wandering in the one that's not looking, and the, the security guard from behind goes, "I'm sick of this crack," yeah. you know. And then they're just dragging somebody out. There's no, there's no skill involved in that, you know. Like there's, there's, there's a means and ways to pressure test your martial arts skill. Bouncing is not one. Yeah. Um, bouncing is really designed around people skills, you know, learning how to communicate with somebody who doesn't want to listen to you to get to the final straw where they just won't listen and you know there's no other point, yeah. then it's time to get them out. Yeah. You know, but it was always, for me, it was always, let's, let's talk about this, let's talk about this, let's talk about this, let's talk about this, until such a point where you go, no, not there's, no, there's, there's not listening, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Whereas now, and it started to, when I got out of it, it started to become more and more that the guys coming through were more interested in, in giving somebody a smack than giving them lip service. Yeah. You know, so... And now with sort of, you know, more drugs and more alcohol and stuff like that, you know, the situation is a lot more adverse when you're actually asking somebody, you know. Like I've, at the tail end of, of my time there, you know, I'd, I'd saw people pull weapons, smash glasses, you know, that sort of thing. Stuff that you just think, has it got that bad? You know, you've got to come out of the pub, but you're willing to pull a knife and we're just asking you to leave because you're being... Yeah, that's right. I mean, just... Because you can't drink beers here anymore. Mm, that's it. You know, like for you know, for a $4, four dollar midi, it's like, you know, you've got to leave. You're going to try and stab somebody for four bucks. Yeah, people it's are just, funny, but aren't they? It's not... Like, it, it, it sounds like that, but at time, it's not. It's just a, a primal, who are you to tell me what to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. People still don't like it. You know, look, some, some people accept that they've got to be told what to do. But generally when it's involved around their work and stuff, you know, the outside of that, a lot of people have that sort of, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Yeah. And, and look, it's just, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, you've got your own space and you've, you know, you've got your own place on this planet, which you've earned the right to be in and, and, and nobody should be able to tell you what to do. But there is a little bit of common sense. It's just like, you're being a fucking cock. Leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, until you need like until you require society to get along for yourself, you don't know how to get along in society. Like, yeah, you know, um, dead right. Yeah, like it's you don't understand uh, whatever. Like, 
burglary, you know, like when you're a kid, it doesn't matter to you until you have your own house. And you're like, no, I'm better breaking my fucking house. Mm. You know, it's like all these things, you know, you, you see a car speeding down a street when you're younger, don't give a shit. When you've got kids playing on the street, different story. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my uh, my one um, dickhead story. Ooh, yeah. Only one. Yeah, I've got several, but this is this is this is a good one. <laughs> had this had this kid that used to come down my street, you know, and I, I could hear him coming from the beach, and he'd just be. You could hear it just roaring the car. You hear him just building it up, building up. And I know he gets the roundabout, change down a couple of gears, and then he just he give it to it. And like at this stage, I had uh, bobbers at home, you know. And across the road, there was three kids on the corner directly across. Three kids across the corner from them, um, two kids in the other uh, corner. So between all of us, there was like about nine kids. And then next door to them was another four. So in in the neighbourhood, any one time there was anywhere up to sort of like twelve kids all floating around. So one day this, and he must have gone ripping down this street, sort of like every day about the same time, and hooking like you know hundred k's. Yep, easy. He was flooring it. So one day, I just had enough, and I lost lost my shit, and I got that's it. I've had enough. So. I was out the front and I just finished weeding the garden and stuff like that and the bin was all full of shit and I could hear him coming. So I've gone <laughs> I've gone up to the edge of the road and I saw him coming and I've just pushed the bin out in front of the car and he's just gone fucking bang. This bin's blown to fucking bits. Absolutely blown to bits. And subsequently it's fucked the front of his car. Nice. You know, so and it, it all went to all went to shit, to shits, you know, and I was, oh, I said I went we pulled up the car and I said, Look, are you okay? First of all, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, no, fuck. Dad's going to kill me. The car's fucked. And so, yeah, okay. So anyway, he's gone home. His, his dad has come back to my place the next day and sort of come and sort of said, well, you need to pay for his damage to his car. And I said, well, why? I said, the, the bin slipped out of my hand. And he sort of like said, well, no, Josh said that you... Pushed the, the out in front of him. He, said, he saw you push it. I said, no, no, no. Just if you were stopped 50 k's an hour, how can yeah, you stop in time just, if well, you see me We'll put it this way. Half, <laughs> some some of the, the bin uh, stuff ended up like five houses down. So, you know, so he was really hooking. So anyway, the father and I, uh, we'll be having uh, quite a heated discussion. And I sort of said, well, I'm telling you this for a fact. If you don't fuck off now, you and I are going to have some serious words. It's not going to end good for you. So anyway, the cops came back the next day. And uh, fucking nice, guys. Thank you, guys. You're very fucking nice. <laughs> and uh, thanks to my Al down at the Bunbury City uh, of Bunbury Council who came and got me a new bin. Thanks, Al. Um, and anyway, the, the cops have rolled up the next day and they've sort of had a chat to me and said, oh, look, the father's approached us and sort of said that you pushed the, the, the bin out. And I said, said, look, I said, can I tell you something on the record? And I can I tell you something off the record? And they said, said sure. I said, I said, well, I'll tell you something off the record first. I said, um, that little fuck has come down this street doing at least 100 k's for about three months now, I said, there's at least 12 children on all these corners. And I said, one of them is going to get hit. So I said, off the record, I pushed the bin in front of his fucking car before he kills somebody. I said, on the record, the bin slipped out of my hand. I was just trying to set it up to <laughs> for the garbage collection. And the cops looked at me and sort of said, that was a real dumb move. But Good job. Good job. Yep. So, and the thing is, this is how dumb this fucking piece of shit was. He's, I could hear him like 
about a month later. So he went and got his car fixed, you know, and like I didn't have to pay anything or anything like that. You know, I just sort of said, look, I'm not paying. It. Just it's not happening. Anyway, I could hear him. But what did he do? He went down a fucking other street. You could hear him. Just down another complete street. You could hear him. You could hear him just screaming down the street and thinking, Shit. yeah, you just, you just need to fucking write your car off and just, yeah, you know, before you kill somebody, that was what's going to fucking happen. Risk taking behaviour, man. When you're a kid, don't give a shit, man. No. We used to do all sorts of stupid Bull- shit like that. Bulletproof, when we were kids. bulletproof. That's what. That's what it is. Man. What's What's the weirdest thing you've ever fucking eaten? Speaking of of, of <laughs> fear of flight. <laughs> oh shit! Is this really for? I oh, know. It just it just, really it, just for it just it just really came for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, strangest thing I've eaten. Um. I ate a duck, like a barbecued duck head when we were in Laos last time. Oh, yeah, that's pretty funky. Yeah. I started like, you just like, well, I didn't go as bad as Jess's old man. He ate the actual bill of the duck. Like, he just oh, bit the bill off and was chewing that. Oh, grisly and Yeah, I, I just ate like a bit of the neck and some of the head. But, yeah, that's that's probably the strangest thing, I reckon. Yeah, well... We um we're up in Canada and we're up um shit I'm trying to think I think it was Red Deer and there was there's a a little bar that was out of the way and we went in there and they had they called the whiskey toe so they had a toe in Who's the toe? in I don't even want to what fucking, sort of toe like a, a human people toe, toe. who's pe- toe pe- is a that people toe. <laughs> I don't know that it's uh, and I think they probably just top the whiskey thing up, but there's a toe, there's a toe in there, and you get to have a swig. And you have to pay, you have to pay decent money. It's like it's a decent, it's like fifteen dollars for a shot of this shit. Toe, <laughs> shit the fuck toe juice. Toe, toe juice, yeah. <laughs> so you get to pay for it, and you fuck. can, and you can see, you can see the thing that toes <laughs> sit in the fucking bottle. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to do this. I don't know why. And then after the fact, after you've had a swig of this shit and you go, somebody's, that's a fucking old toe. <laughs> don't toenails continue to grow even uh, after no. death? Yes. Or maybe if they're still connected. Je- look, look that up, Jess. Jess, you got, you got to look that shit up, dude. I'm just looking up toe whiskey. That's it, yeah. toe whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure hair and fingernails keep growing. Yeah, that wouldn't sort of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if it's still connected to the body, I suppose. I suppose it would be a length of time. Yeah, I don't God know. Yeah, back that's that's out there, man. Yeah, and it was it was one of the things that I have heard stories of people where you, where they have they have that same thing, and you actually have to to drink it, but you have to let the toe touch your mouth, when the, and it's like to get like a discount, or do you have to pay uh, more? I don't know. I mean, that's that that there's the certain things in life which is just think, nah, it's. it's like if you got a foot fetish, well, you you go for it. You, you know, don't, you don't occasionally get a toe in the mouth or is something, it, or it, you got a foot up here. Like it, oh. <laughs> no? have, you, have you watched them face me? Just me. <laughs> okay, just me. Right, it's just me. Oh fuck yeah, it! All right, that's weird. No, um, I used to have a party trick where I'd eat slugs. Um, as nice. recently as Imogen's uh, baby shower, so like in the last decade. Oh. 
<laughs> I tell you, we um going into into work one day. Look, so the, I watched this uh, the series of Wild Boys. Same guys that did Jackass, they did Wild yep. Boys. And anyway, there was one thing they did in, in Africa, and what they did was they would tell this guy it was called Kuda Poo spinning. So what they did was they just picked up some Kuda Poo, you know, like the antelope thing, put it in their mouth, and they spit it at each other, and they catch it in their mouth, and they spit it back a couple of times, so it gets all slimy and that sort of stuff. Well, anyway, fucking um, God rest his soul, a mate of mine, Dicky, he um. He passed away last year. Well, anyway, on the way into work one time, you know, I was, I was telling him about it. And he goes, would you do it? And we're walking in, of course, all, oh, at work, all the kangaroos. Kangaroo shit. The kangaroo shit everywhere. Well, what I did was I picked up this fucking nut. And, and he thought, and he thought, and he still thought, yeah, right. I wasn't going to tell him, <laughs> that it was kangaroo shit. So I put it in my mouth and gargled around and said, yeah, I'll do it like this. And I spat it up in the air and then fucking put it back in my mouth. And he's sitting there going, <laughs> 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 That is out there, man. <laughs> hey, it was, it was a nice, yeah. it was a nice practical joke at the time. Yeah, no, that's it. That's you are out. You used to be probably far more out there than you are now. There, I'm, I'm much more. I'm much more uh, reserved now. That's lame, man. I've had to learn to. Be, I've had to learn to be yeah, better to, to, to fit in. It's a different place out there now, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's it. You uh, you get judged on a lot of things now, which you know. You, so you shouldn't mm. judge people for stuff. I mean, people have a perception of you, and that perception yeah. lasts for a lifetime. But yeah. their perception is their reality. Yeah. It might not necessarily be true. Who gives a fuck, really? Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter what they think. You know, yeah. if they're not your friend, it doesn't matter what yeah. they think at and all, really. It. Yeah, I mean, even if they are your friend, you can't change it. You can't nah. change their opinion of you. you. Just do you, and shit happens. Yeah, that's it. No, they don't keep growing. Oh, so it has the appearance they keep growing. Okay. All right. Body dehydrates. The nails and hair don't grow. It just appears that they do because you shrinks down. Yeah. That old, that, that old man, old lady thing. Okay. Oh, See, should, should That's make... good then because I'm just picturing this toe that like you go there three years later and the toenails this oh, long look, now. And it's, look, it's a... You know, <laughs> have a nibble and, on there. And it was a decent, decent... Like a big toe? It was, yeah, it was a big toe. Yeah, yeah it right. was. It wasn't a skinny toe. It was a. It was a big toe, and it sits up there in this bottle. And Can't be real. Well, yeah, you can always. It could in, be. In my it? mind, I'm saying it was real. Just a dummy Canadian woodcutter that just, just got his toe. Hey, I just cut off my fucking toe. <laughs> oh. It was a boot team. Just oh man, but yeah, there's a lot of horrific things. You know, they uh, in Vietnam, what do they do? They do that. They, they warm the egg up and it's got the chicken in it. And the chicken's not formed. Oh. I can't remember what they call that. There's a thing for it. So you get, yeah. to, you get to eat it and it's sort of like, you it's know. Like a, it's still fetal, isn't it's, it? It's like, like a, yeah, it's like a scotched egg, but nowhere near as like, yeah. I've seen it. I remember, I remember watching on Fear Factor and I remember they had to eat and it was a fucking horrendous amount. Like they had to eat 12 of these fucking oh. ones. And I'm just watching, just going. Nah, man. It's out there, isn't it? Nah, man. It's just like, ugh, <sighs> Certain things in life. All right, don't here like. we go. How's this? Look at this. The sour toe cocktail featured the blackened toe inside. Canadian police investigate theft of mummified human toe served in drinks. Mm-hmm. Police in Canada have launched an investigation after a patron at a Yukon bar allegedly stole the famed ingredient of their signature drink, a human... Mummified toe. 
For more than 40 years, the downtown hotel in Dawson City has served up the sour toe cocktail shot of whiskey with a blackened toe, nail and all, inside it. Mm-hmm. Those who manage to touch the nailed, severed toe to the lips earn a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's a certificate that you want to pin your wall. You've got to be proud of that. Where? I'm just trying to see. The tradition Do- claims to trace its roots to the 20s when a rum runner preserved his frostbitten, amputated big toe in a jar of alcohol in his cabin. Fifty years later, the pickled toe was discovered by a Yukon native who brought it into downtown, where it becomes a celebrated ingredient in drinks. So good. What See, is I mean, wrong with those Canadian bastards? Well, you live in that cold they're country, just man. Like the just... ice Australians, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're just they're up there and out there. Look, yeah. we um. Oh God, yeah. There's, oh, there's no, some. There's is this some... a story you should be telling. No, we'll get. We'll do this another just, day. Yeah. <laughs> God, God love Canadians. That's God, God, God love them. Are they as nice as they appear? Oh yeah, yep. no, they're good people. They're, they're like us. Yeah, easy to get on with. Happy, happy. I mean, I've been, to, been, obviously, having family there. Been Canada to, forever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a place that I'd choose if it wasn't for how cold the, the freaking winters are. I'd choose to live there for sure in the summer. Oh, summer, summer's nice. Is it warm? It, oh, in the in the middle middle of middle of the country, it is. Yeah, like you know, you start getting in, it's like middle of Australia. You know, it gets forty okay, degrees. Yeah, you know? right. I've I've been there a couple of times where we've been cruising around. It's been 30, 37, 38 degrees. You know, right, yeah, in, right. In, in the interior. You know, so where we classify How as is like, that for an extreme to go from that to well, they go from minus forty in winter time yeah. to, to to forty in summertime. Like you know, just a massive contrast, but. Look, it's a, it's a beautiful country because of that. Because as I say, you know, in the ice melt, you just watch it. All of a sudden, the rivers are just like you know, two two foot deep to like being you know, two hundred foot deep. You know, you think, but that's the, that's the one thing you notice, or I've always noticed, is when you go there, especially when it comes into fall. You know, there's the the stink of rotting leaves everywhere. Because of course, you know, okay, the, yeah, there's like there's lots of evergreens, but there's as many deciduous, and the deciduous just. Especially the maple leaf. The maple Does it look pretty, but... Oh, it's gorgeous. It just smells bad. Yeah, just, so I just, could, I'd be fine. You'd be fine. You can't yeah. smell a goddamn thing. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't smell... Like, when I think of it, I just see, like, these beautiful browns and yellows and... Oh, in my a, head, that's what I think, but you don't gorgeous, think about the smell, do you? Yeah, it's a gorgeous country. It really is, you know. So, mm. I mean, that's, that's the difference. You know, you, you go over there and, you know, you can go wandering places... And, but then you can't go wandering too far because it's, you know, there's shit out there that can kill you. Yeah, like how people survive there. Like, I mean, it's hard enough now with a house and air con. Well, it's not hard, but it's uncomfortable mm, yeah. to get through a winter and a summer in Australia. Imagine having to live in a, like a, a house you built yourself 300 years ago oh. when everything's trying to kill you. And you're trying to stay alive, like yeah. When you look at it, I mean, so, I mean, you look at some of the cabins, you know, what they used to make just out of trees. I mean, admittedly, the trees, you know, oh, big, they're, they're yeah. three hundred mil wide trees or bigger, you know. Yeah. They, they hack them out and they fill them up with mud and stuff like that. But ground is cold. Ground is like there's there's a certain thermal barrier you need. Yeah. And to try and keep try and keep warm, you know, like trying to find a means and ways. And I know they used to, buddy, you know, heat up pots and take pots into bed and. That sort of stuff to try and keep them warm and kettles and bits and pieces, just like living in a place like that. And literally, 
back in those times because there was nothing else. You yeah. know, that that was your land because yeah. no, no other bastard wanted to live there because yeah, fucking would shit. You? Yeah, couldn't you know, even give it away. Well, you couldn't have animals out there. The animals wouldn't survive, yeah. you know. So you just like, Jesus, just bad. Some weird shit must happen in those hills, man. Oh, look, you know, you'd, you hear hear of all the stories and bits and pieces of people that, you know, they, they've killed people and their teeth are ripped out and that they gold teeth because, you know... <laughs> You're not growing gold. Crops, huh? yeah, yeah. No, that's it. You can grow nothing. So basically, you got to survive somehow. There was a, a a movie that they did years ago. It was a Charles Bronson movie. It was called Death Hunt. And there was a, an old trapper out in... Has Charles Bronson ever been in a movie that didn't have death in the title? No. <laughs> no, there's always... And, and if, death if, something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I mean, if, if, nobody, if nobody died, then it wasn't Charles yeah. Bronson movie. <laughs> So carry on. <laughs> and there was a trapper up in the north, in the North Yukon, and, and he basically was just killing people and taking their gold teeth, you know. And that part was actually apparently done off a, you know, for a true event yep. up there where people were just getting killed for their gold teeth because that's how they replaced the teeth because of course the gold would deteriorate and it would stay and it was hygienic in their mouth and all this sort of stuff. So, well, how much money would you've had to have had to have a gold tooth to start with? Because well, that's what, that's what they, all they went up there in the Yukon area for was for the gold. Well, imagine there was a. A lot more of it. I mean, you know, it would have sort of been... No, it's more prevalent. More prevalent and not so globally controlled, I suppose. There wasn't like a gold price back then. There wasn't a gold market. Well, there was, mm. but it would have been very localised. So yeah. you being gold buyer Sam doesn't know what old mate in Texas is buying gold for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But... <sighs> we were just speaking about that today, speaking of, just speaking of Texas... You can still carry a firearm on your hip on your in hip. Texas. Yeah, open carry. How fucking weird is that? I mean, America just had an, obviously had another couple Two of shootings. shootings. It's like, fuck. When are they going to it? When are they going to get it right? You yeah. Know, if Obama had been able to stay in, you know, give him, like if he was able to stay in for long enough, there might have been a chance that their gun laws might have been turned around to be something <laughs> less ridiculous. I don't know how, like there's, I don't know. Uh, we don't. Uh, I don't live there. I've never been there. I've got no idea. Bar the media we're given, but how is it possible that they just don't change the rule? Like gun lobbyists have so much money invested. It, might, it has I mean, to be it, money, it, doesn't it? You know, look, they, NRA, they, they et cetera, no, et cetera. That, That's all it is. I mean, the the, mon- the money's there, and so it's, it's a it's a massive industry. And look, they they probably fund some of the campaigns to 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 be president. You know, yeah. they probably throw that much oh, money at it yeah. to say, look, you know, just keep the thing running. But as we've said, you know, they they they, they wrote the constitution with a fucking feather, and yeah, and the whole country is like, change. yeah, we've got we've yeah. got it, we've got our right to bear yeah. arms. It's like, well, can't you just get a fucking shovel? That's your that could, that's good enough. Yeah. But no, let's let's have an AK forty seven or an yeah. Uzi and be able to then throw out yeah. bloody you know fifty bullets you know every couple of seconds. It's just like Crazy, it doesn't make it? sense. You know, it doesn't make sense. If we was just on the on the TV before, look, the prices are so cheap. It's like six hundred American for like an assault rifle. Yeah, and it's just like what 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 are you gonna other than the people? What yeah, the fuck what are you, you gonna kill to with shoot? a fucking assault rifle? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, shit I'll, up I'll, in Canada. Yeah, toes I'll, off. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go shoot a deer. Well, if you shot a deer with a buddy automatic rifle, there'd probably, be nothing left. You couldn't, you couldn't, nothing left to eat. You'd have old holes in it. Like, fuck. You know, or to go through, a, to go through a flock of ducks. Just yeah, <laughs> you might hit a couple. Yeah, you might hit a couple. Man, Did I um dummies? <laughs> back, back. Um, mind you, what would it be now? Probably twenty, 
it'd be probably 25 years or more. When obviously, we had we we're like you're allowed to have automatic uh, weapons here in Australia at that sort of particular stage. Like I had a pump action shotgun, and that was um, that was a five shot, and uh, and a couple of mates did too. We used to go shooting up in a place called Three Springs, and anyway, we've um, we've we've gone up there. And uh, the three of us this time, and three and three springs, it sort of makes more sense. Great, great little lake there, and there was always um, always ducks there. So we used to go there every few years. So anyway, we've got we've gone up to, th- to three springs, and we've set up around this this lake, put the decoys out and stuff like that. Anyway, one of my mates he sort of said, "Oh, look, you know, I'll I'll go around the far side and set up over there." And of course, uh, John and myself we set up on 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 the, the other bits. And anyway, you know, he goes over there, and just yep, we're all just sort of setting up, and all of a sudden he's. And he's just, you know, we're looking, where the fuck are the ducks? We're just fucking looking around, going, there's no ducks anywhere. No, duck. no ducks anywhere. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've just thought, you know, he's unloaded five, five rounds, so it's all shotgun's empty. So we've gone, what the fuck is he shooting at? So anyway, we've both, we've both just picked up, we've gone around the same. Well, anyway, what, what's happened is he's crawled underneath this fucking bush, and the bush had like about three or four tree snakes in it. So he's he's, he's had one. Uh, yeah, and one of them just must have dropped down near him, and he's hit the panic. Just and he's freaked and out. He, yeah, and he's gone scrambling out backwards on his fucking ass, and he's just, just blowing the, the fuck out of his bush. And we've got that. There's nothing left of this fucking bush, and there's all these bits of this little green tree snake hanging down gizzards and shit. Everywhere. A fair call too. And he's as white as fuck because it yeah. scared the living piss out of him. He was so scared. Yeah, that he just yeah. Yeah, done. fair call. No, fair call. I would have done the same thing. Oh yeah, just look. I mean, I don't mind snakes so much, but if I if if a snake had like dropped in front of my face when you, I was yeah. when I was when I was sitting sitting in a bush, you know, keeping coverage and stuff like that, you know, it's I, a good thing I don't have a gun because shit, man, spiders in this house. Oh, I'd just be shooting them. I hate. I have, I have arachnophobia. I hate spiders. Just like a big oh. huntsman's man, that shit gets to me. Why did God do that? This is a dummy and tra- tarantulas and shit. What, what Whatever if, made them dummies. Yeah, and and why and why does all eight legs and everything all oh, have to move at once? It's just, it's just, nah, it's yeah, fucking man, wrong. It's good thing I don't wrong. have a gun. Cause I, I had a mate of mine, Gary. This is this is this is a horrific story. We we're on a we we're on a fishing boat. Um, this is in in Canada, mind you. And anyway, the the guys took us out there, and we just were in trawling, and they just dragging dragging the nets. And I'd never been on a trawling boat before, so I got a chance to go out. And anyway, we're on this on this thing, and um, they've dragged in the net, and they've got this octopus, and and the octopus, its head would have been as big as as a decent watermelon, fucking yeah. huge. So of course these guys are dealing with this shit all the time. Well, anyway, they've fucking grabbed hold of this thing, and they've chucked it at Gary, and this thing is latched onto him. Oh. It's, it literally it's landed. And its fucking head was was on his chest, and the tentacles were all over him. So and, strong. Oh yeah, and thing is, Gary's freaking out, man. He's yeah. as white as fuck, and he's literally screaming, and he's like hammer fisting this thing on the face to try and get it off. And of course, they're laughing, and he was so fucking distraught. Well, they've they've come over and just peeled it off and thrown it back over the side like it was nothing. He sat in the back of the boat in like near on a fetal position. He was white as fuck. Just in and shock. He was just in sheer shock, yeah. man. And he looked so he looked so bad. It was like that white grey colour, like he was dead. Fucking we just couldn't we had to turn the boat around and head back in. Like he was it was really worrisome just seeing and, and I can't blame him. Like I mean I've seen octopus in the fucking water and stuff like that, you know, but not yeah. not anything this big. Like literally it would have been its head would have been they're over so, a foot. They're so overwhelming length. because they just move and like I think it's probably like, you know, like constrictors and stuff when it's on you and there's like a difference between when it's on you and when it's like oh on you 
Look, if if it had been me, I would probably had a similar reaction. I think it yeah, was just – it was fucking horrible. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was funny for the first couple of seconds when you listen to the Banshee scream. Yeah. But then all of a sudden realising that he's, he's not in, in a good he's spot. He's in terror. He, yeah. He's in, literally in terror watching him peel this thing off him and, and – Pieces of shit. Yeah, and look, the tentacles on this thing—they would have yeah. been—they would have been three foot long. Yeah, you know, like it was a fucking bit. They just picked it up, just and just just threw it. Like, of course, they'd, they'd probably drag so much yeah. shit in. For them, it would mean absolutely nothing. But for him, it was just like this. This octopus had just oh. gone, and it literally, it looked like looked like the thing out of fucking Alien. Haven't seen like, it. Oh. Still haven't seen it. Gee, Jesus Christ! What am I fucking dealing with? I know, I'm the worst. Yeah, man, octopuses, they're, uh, they're full on, man. That is, if they ever become smart enough to survive on land, oh, we're in trouble. Man, just, it's like you see those ones that Dave Attenborough's done, like in Blue Planet and things like that, and, those, and, the, and the giant squid that just, there's been a few divers that have been like, you know, badly, badly hurt yeah. just from being down in the water. Yeah, they yeah. just keep darting in and out, and of course, you know, they've you know, they got the sharp beaks and everything. It's like, fuck, I mean, octopuses have sharp beaks too. I'd never ever seen an octopus beak till probably, you know, like in the flesh, probably till maybe oh, 10, 15 years ago. And then when okay. somebody showed me the beak and just looked and gone, holy fuck. Yeah, don't throw fucking them at massive. people. That yeah. is a dick move. <laughs> oh, fuck. And, 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 that, and that incident that with, with Gary on the, on the fishing trawler, that was like a couple of years before. I didn't realise how big their beaks were yeah. until then afterwards I yeah, saw it yeah. and then gone... Man, that that thing's like as long as a finger. Yeah, that's that's like a tiger's claw, and it's Whoa, like oh no, man, that shit is nasty. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, this thing is look. I don't nature. I, nature is a fucking scary thing, isn't it? We're so far removed from oh. it now. And and people people think you know you, you talk to Americans and stuff. They actually think that Australia is dangerous. We've got like you know half a dozen snakes. And like fucking four or five spiders. But they're all the worst ones on the planet. They're, they're the worst ones here, you know. Yeah. This is, you don't want to get bitten by some of the spiders here. Where, well, snakes will fucking do some pre damage. But that's all we've got. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna walk around the corner. And there's a fucking bear there, and the bear's just gonna go. For, you know. Yeah, but I mean, pigs, root like a decent root will kick shit out of you. Yeah. I mean, there's lots that can really like. If you went a hundred kilometers away from. A country town just started walking. I think, like, especially in the bush, maybe not so much out in the country, but if you just left, like, Collie and started walking towards dwelling up, I think, like, you'd see some shit that would, like, even yeah. just the noise at night time, I think, would fucking get in yeah. your head. Like, the psychological <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what is that noise? <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is man. that? I'm uh, um, I'm not a bear grills kind of guy. Like I think I could survive. Like I would yeah. have a good crack at it. But there's that there's that butt, isn't there? I mean, you look at some of the places that that, that he goes. Yeah. And the shit that he eats. God, God bless him for showing that you oh, can. What a fucking dummy! Eh? What a dummy! Fuck some of the stuff. We do stupid shit for money as people, don't we? Oh, look, the one I, think, I always remember this episode. We, we, he rips the bark off this this tree, and there's this big green fucking insect under there, and he puts that fucker in his mouth, and you watch there's the stuff squirt at the back, and you're it. just going, "Oh, get fucked!" There can't there can't be that much nutrition in anything that. It looks like that, you know. It looks like no fucking way. My, I think Ugh. it'll be a thing. 
it will be a thing. They, I reckon that probably in my kid's life, eating bugs won't seem so strange. The well, thing is, you can buy crickets. You yeah. can you can buy bags of crickets for things, and, and like people eat crickets. I mean, I've eaten a cricket. Uh, I ate some weird shit in Vietnam, and I don't know whether there might have been cricket stuff in it. So they, they were trying to explain to it what it was, and it just didn't make any sense to us. This is like I could eat a cricket. Yeah, I could eat a cricket. They're crunchy. I think it's like the juice, like the, the, squ- the squirty liquid. liquid. Stuff. Well, I've eaten widgety grubs before. Okay, like, I haven't. Yes, and I've, eat, I've eaten widgety grubs, and they're, they're sort of all right. You know, the thing is, they just cook the shit out. And they take a bit, taste a bit like burnt egg. I mean, they, they these ones were overcooked, so they didn't have all that chewy okay. stuff. So they cooked them, and it literally, to me, it tasted like that burnt dark bit around the outside of the okay. egg. Okay, so right, was, I could eat that. So it was all right, you know. So. I couldn't eat them like raw, like just... If there was a spider... Fuck that. Oh, you see them, like, eat those big, like, fat-ass oh, tarantulas and shit. Like... spiders and stuff. Oh. Yeah, man, I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. Why would you eat that shit when just... we've got Tim Tams? And... <laughs> <laughs> Why do people still oh. actively do it? We don't need to. Yeah, in case in case you have to survive. If there's an, if there's an apocalypse and all of a sudden... If, the, if there's a fucking tarantula when there's an apocalypse near you, you're in the wrong fucking place. <laughs> How do you think, like I know we've spoke about Doomsday Preppers and how stupid they are. <laughs> what do you think would be your reaction? Would you be a survive guy? Like would you go on your own or would you try and find everyone else? I think initially I think you have to go with everyone else. Okay. I think you could. I could survive by myself but my personality would not, like being by myself. Cause You'd I'd, be like the funny character in a zombie movie, wouldn't you? I'd be like they Tom Hanks. they come across you in the wilderness and there's you just out there. With... I'd be like Tom Hanks. I'd have a ball. be talking the ball. With... Yeah. Wilson. Wilson. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. What's going on? Just put the headphones on him, microphone it's, in front of him. Just... Let me Who's tell you on the podcast. Let, let me tell you a joke. <laughs> He'd find you, the, find you in the bush in, after three years. And yes, he'd be it. like, oh. Do you guys want to listen to the podcast? Me and uh, Wilson here. We've done 500 We've been knocking them out. Wow, man. What about you? What do you reckon? Own, own lonesome or? Well, I mean, if the people, like if my family's here, I'd probably definitely leave them. Yeah. Because um, they would just slow me down. Um, <laughs> you just, you... <laughs> As you... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know how I would react. I would probably find someone like you that I know can fight people for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said, well, 100% just get a semi-trailer truck. Yeah. Because you can move in it, you can sleep in it safely. Yep. I think there's some choices there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, what would I do? Who would I call? The thing is, to, to prep for something like that, you know, like, of course, Everyone's going to be going for the supermarkets to try and get as much of the food and stuff as they possibly can. All just go for the animals, though. Yeah. I just go grab like two cows. Yep, some chickens. You can survive off some cows and Goats, some chickens. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Put In them all. In my semi trailer, we'll be riding around like the Beverly Hills <laughs> <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's because it's so harsh in Australia. It is. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's there's no water lying around everywhere. You have it's to not, you know searching water for water is, is fucking hard, you know. And it's like even the even the things that you'd have to kill, like 
all the stuff in the world here just doesn't like people. Yeah. You know, they just don't like people, so yeah. they just off they go, you know. A lot of things like that's the thing about, you know, deer and obviously stuff in America and stuff, obviously deer don't like people. But but bears and mountain lions and stuff like that, they like people. Yeah, they're not going to run from they'll, them. They'll, they'll keep coming they're closer. They'll try to kill you. Yeah, yeah. oh, shit, you know, just they'll, they'll keep coming down and coming down and coming down yeah. and then they'll get you. You know, so everything here you have to sort of hunt. There's no yeah. nothing comes to you here. No, everything just you know. And there's only a few things that you could easily catch that aren't going to get away from you. Like you know, you, well, I suppose we're lucky because there's a million fucking kangaroos on every corner. Oh yeah, you'd be able to, you'd be you'd survive to, off roo for you'd survive off roo. Yeah, we wouldn't like to fucking shit. Don't you like kangaroo? Uh, roo tails are right. I've had. And this, you don't look, like the meat. No. Oh, I fucking love it. Do you? You yep. don't like it. I don't like I, I found it to be very overpowering in taste. Yeah. Um I've had look, I've had it marinated and stuff like that where of course the marinade it's is a bit not, easier to eat. Well, yeah, it's a bit easier to eat. But the actual flavour of just like kangaroo a kangaroo steak with nothing else, I just found it to be ugh. ugh. Just yeah, didn't didn't. It's really it. weird. I thought you would really like it. Being, oh, don't worry. I, I it's tried super lean. And mm, it's an amazing. I tried lean. it for months. Like I tried kangaroo snags and tried stuff for that I exact like, reason. I don't like the sausages. No, that's there's something is, smells funny about them when you cook them, eh? Yeah, just it's look. That's what I just don't like. Yeah. Really. I, and I've had it heaps of different times over the years. You know, yep. so um, especially living in uh, in Port Hedland, so like a lot of the Aboriginal guys I was working with up there. I mean, they. They bring it in sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's strange to see to see sort of like a guy sitting eating kangaroo sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we'd be very surprised how much we rely on stuff: refrigeration, air conditioning, communication. Like, do you know? Do you know Morse code? No. Nope. Nope. Me neither. <laughs> that's it. That that's that one shot. Yeah, like, what do you do? Yell out, hello. Oh, hello. yeah. That's it, yeah. And, it's, and the, the ultimate sort of like, they're over there. Yeah. Let's go get them. <laughs> and, and, and you can't trust people. Like, we're taught that when it all goes to shit, don't trust anyone. Yeah. The fear of flight mechanism is, is, is at its most powerful when we're in the most jeopardy. But the thing is, and also the stupid thing about sort of like not wanting to be by yourself is to like want to find somebody else. That would also kick in as well, you know. And that would be that would be the that would be the terrible thing of sort of saying I can't stand to be by myself. Is anybody there? Yeah. Fucking, you're gone now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? It's that's why like you would have to find like a really good friend. Oh yeah, somebody that you yeah, oh someone you could trust. Somebody that you didn't want to stab. Yeah, I've got a few friends that sometimes you know I want to stab. Them. Oh, so you don't want me to call you? Don't call <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Don't just don't call me. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, honestly, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I um. I'd probably figure it out. We'd figure it out. If you always figure out what's going to be done. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like when you get to, when you get lost. On a holiday somewhere, you, you take a left and a right, and they were saying, "I have no idea where the fuck we are." You know, eventually you work it out. I mean, yeah. even even back in the days when you sort of like you didn't have Google Maps on your phone and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, and you you'd already handwritten, you know, your your route that you were going to take. Yeah, down you know, this street, that's it. And then this and, and then eventually you'd sort of you'd still work your way back to where you had to get to. And go, oh, here we are. We're here again. Okay, let's try this. You know, like now, 
like I, there wouldn't be a single kid now, say from from the eighteen to probably to thirty, maybe even that is probably actually handwritten a note Direction. on directions how to go. Yeah. They just always had Google on the phone. They could just tap in there just and explaining go. Explaining this to Imogen the other day, um, we drove to the airport. And I sort of had like a bit of a moment and I was sitting there and I was driving and she was in the passenger seat. I was like, this is like, I used to drive like all through Perth with my old man. I said, like, this is what we used to do, except I would always have the map book on my lap. Mm. He would like, this is the street we need to get to in this suburb. And she's like, how does it work? And I was like, oh, you go to the back, you find the street, you find the map, you find the grid, you like the coordinate. Oh, yeah. And then... You look in the grid, oh, there it is. Okay, they get to that street, it's back, and she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. I reckon I can figure that out. I was like, yeah, absolutely, you'd get it. Like, I used to they do it. They made a dummy proof. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's a good thing we don't have to do that now. And then she just put her headphones on and back to her tablet. Yeah, back to tablet, <laughs> yeah. yeah, life is good, flicking, mm. flicking and flicking. Yeah. Technology has made things so much easier for us, but it's also desensitised us from actually being situationally aware. Mm, back aware. to that, yeah. Back to that. We are... Uh, really big, big thing. Even like directions and stuff, um, you know, just like you said, like knowing how to get somewhere. Even north, uh, south, east, west. That, yeah. You know, like yep. even that, it's it's a major part of sort of like being able to find your way around, you mm. know, like in the town that you, that you live in, you know... Do you know where North is? And, and a lot of people go, oh, I think it's that way. And yeah. all I do is they, they point up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, North is that way. So is it really? It's like, no, nah, it's not. Yeah. You know? Like from, 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 from here where we live, Perth is North. Well, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not it's North. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's yeah. more like Northeast, you know. So that's the thing is it's like, you know, it's not. So it's like, oh, Perth's that way. So that's North. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's. it's yeah, yeah, it's but it's, it's localized too, isn't it? I do it at work. I stand there at work, and I'm like, all right, north is is the bauxite. Yeah, west way. is is area two. Yeah, what what do you like with directions? Are you good with directions? When I'm pretty coming? good. Yeah, I I am uh, pretty good. Like I'm a I'm the sort of guy I could drive somewhere once with directions, and then remember how to get there every single time. Yeah, that's without good. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty good with directions like that. Um, I used to used to drive like I'd still drive a lot, but driving has always been something I've done. Like I'm, I couldn't even tell you how many hours I've spent in a car. But um, I used to do a lot of labour hire work, and it would be like, all right, on Monday, be at this address, and it's like, okay. Yeah, all right, I need to get here, drive there once, and then just sort of know how to get there again. I've always had that as as a skill. Yeah, I'm that's... pretty good with remembering how to get to people's houses. Yeah, I'm 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 not bad. Things things click with me relatively quick. If I sp- if I spot a street and go, yep, there we go. Yeah. That's all I need to spot one landmark or something, and I'm generally pretty yeah pretty good. The one thing where I do get turned around sometimes is cities. And having a building that looks the same from four sides, I can get I can get confused thinking you're looking at it from one side and go, no, hang on, that's this is nothing like I can. What the f-, you know? That's the one thing that is, yeah. that, that puts me off. Like 
Street recognition is not it. I'm a landmark recognition kind of person. Okay. So I can always find my way from a landmark. Ah, oh, there. Now I know where to go. Yeah. But if you look at a building and it's exact same on all four sides, you know, the signage is all exactly the same, that can throw me in a concrete jungle big yeah, time. You're yeah. just going, I don't, I don't really know. It's funny how you don't really register stuff until you sort of need to recall it. Yeah, mm. I went to the city the other day and I was like, Went into Northbridge and I was like, oh, we've been here. And I was like, there's parking here. And I remember where the parking was and I was like, because there's a restaurant out there. Oh, yep. See, there's a restaurant. Like, oh. And it's just like you're walking through it. Isn't the food selection in Northbridge fucking amazing? Oh, we went to the food court on uh, in Northbridge on Newcastle Street. It's like a... Uh, it's like a food court. It's like it's... Oh, sorry, James Street, Northbridge. It's just like... Food court, there's a bar in there. Oh, stop it. So good. So good, man. I love going to Perth for food. And then on the way out, we found like a uh, like an Italian bakery. Oh, stop it. Cannolis. Yum. Oh, Yum. those cannolis. <laughs> oh. We, uh, I was going up and down. I went to Northbridge a few times, so I had a few few things up there. And then we were in Northbridge quite a bit. And anyway, there's this one guy, and he used to stand out the front and just always ask you to check his menu. And I just go, nah, f- I don't want to fucking hassle me for your fucking food. You're pretty, pretty shit anyway. That's why you're hanging out here. <laughs> well, one day, like most of the other restaurants were packed, and I went past, and he sort of says, oh, please, come in, come in, come in. The food's really nice. And it's sort of like, nah, you're full of shit. But I kept walking around going, oh, no, I can't. So anyway, I went back and grabbed the menu and tried something. Well, afterwards, I had to go up and apologize. And I actually went up to him and said, look, I said, I've got to apologise to you. I said, I'm so sorry. I have shunted coming in here probably about six or seven times uh, because I thought that you were just hassling and I didn't reckon your food was any good. I said, this is some of the nicest food I've eaten. And he said, I know, we're we're really authentic here. And it was was beautiful like, you know, Italian or Greek or something like that. But the food was extraordinary. And I had to apologise to him because I just thought, no, nah, he's, he's full of shit. Yeah. His food was, every time I've gone back there, I would not hesitate to go back in that restaurant. The food was so nice. Yeah, it right. was just, it shocked me because he's out, so please, please have a look at the menu. This is, the food's beautiful, you know, and the menu, the restaurant never really had heaps of people in it. We, you know, it had probably maybe 20 or 30 people, you know, and some of them had 50 or 60. So you think, well, they're probably, the food's pretty good. But their food was extraordinarily good. Like it was one of those things where you just cannot forget the taste. Yeah, it was right. just so beautiful. Really authentic food that he, was, that he made. I can't remember what I had now, but it was enough to me to go every time I go past there. If I see that restaurant again, I'd not hesitate to go in. Yeah, yeah right. I'm going in there to eat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's good like that. Food's so good like that. Food is... Finding good food. He's just like, oh, why, haven't, why haven't I been here before? Well, that's... That, yeah. Well, and trying new stuff is, is good as well. I mean, you adventurous? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind trying new stuff either. Pretty, I, th- oh, I think I am. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I am. Jess yeah, is giving Jess me is going, this is mm, maybe not. You fool. Um, yeah, look, I mean, one that sticks out was a bunch of years ago, six, seven years ago, we had my mate's birthday and it was in Subi. All right, so here's where it is. I'll go out for dinner beforehand. Oh, a Greek restaurant here. Uh, it's called George's Metze, and it's yeah, it's in Subiaco. It's great. Oh, what what do we got to lose? Let's try it. So I mean, we went there, and 
Oh, the food, the prawns, eating them with the tails on. Yep. And belly dancer comes out and the music's going. And, oh. oh, so good, man. Such a really good experience. Yeah, there's certain experiences. like I remember taking uh, Bob to Hooters when he was like about 12 and <laughs> – Look on his face when, when these girls are so coming, good. and it's just like, you know, I'm sitting there smile looking at him, and he's just like, he's excited, going, nowhere to look. look. look what, do, I, do I look somewhere? So, no, that white t shirt is for looking at sun, and that's why it's got Hooters written on it. <laughs> so good. Oh, good. And so at that stage, I was, I was uh, quite happy to drink as well. And they get the big tankers of beer and stuff yeah, like that, yep. and you get guts and down bucket loads of wings and all so sorts good. of good. Food is so good, God We've damn it. We've got to go to Perth and do an eating challenge. Yeah, what the fuck was that burger? Oh, how good did it look with the Jesus macaroni Christ. cheese and shit in there? That looked devil food. So good. We're doing it. We're doing it. We've got to do it. We'll do it. We're going to get uh, Carlos on the podcast. Um, actually, one one thing that was really good. Where was it? Where do we have? Must have been in Singapore. Singapore. I think it was in Singapore. We went out for dinner, went to the markets, and uh, that's when you know a good restaurant. So, like, they, same thing, out the front, lured us in, all right, why not? Let's go here, have dinner. Sit down, and you open the menu up, and you're like, oh, I'll have this. And they're like, no, 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 have this. And then they went, and you're like, all right, I'll have that. And it comes out, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's... And you go, oh, how hot is this? No, no, it's not too hot. It's not too hot. comes out, and your eyeballs are melting. It's, it's that hot. Oh. You can always tell when you get something close to your mouth, and you go, <gasps> you go, yeah. oh, fuck. yeah, screwed. Yeah, not a fan. Not no. a fan of hot food no. like that. I don't get it. I, I like I like stuff when it has that uh, Caspian chili taste, but not the fucking nitro burn. Yeah. My asshole's going to collapse. I so don't we, like that. Yeah. We just um, just got one of those uh, vegetable boxes from Crazy Fruit and Veg, and whatever. It's like sixty bucks, and it's a like a big box, and they got chilies in it. And I was like, I'll oh, try one, like expecting it to be hot. It's not a sweet. Oh, nice. Not hot. It's like a, it's, it's hot. Like there is a, like the slightest about, like slightest bit of heat, bit of heat yeah. but it's like a capsicum, like a really nice capsicum. Oh yeah. And I can easily just get a capsicum, just guts. Oh, just, I love capsicum. Yeah, so good. So good. So good. Well, what do you reckon, man? We've had a good, uh, we've I had a good I think that's been good. Been yeah. good fun. It's I think been... we'll call it there. Episode 12 in the, in the books, man. That's it. How good. Hey, guys. Well, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook. <sighs> Facebook. As part of the tribe. It is. Instagram. Let's figure, out, Let's figure it out. Yeah, that's Let's it. Let's figure this out podcast so on if Instagram. You, so if you're interested, you like something you'd like us to talk about, uh, drop us a note, let us know, and we'll uh, do our best to try and squeeze something in. We've got guests coming up in the next Ooh, few weeks. So good. Should be exciting. So you won't have to listen to our same Just boring voices. Shit. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. So in the first couple of guests, we'll definitely float everyone's boat because uh, we've got some good ones coming. So yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned, listened up, and just catch us up on the social networks. Sweet, thanks guys. Thanks guys. See, See you, you later. Bye. Be kind.